Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Psychic on the Scene. And uh, this is Katie, and I'd like to welcome Dee Scott. Yay! And Michelle lyons Polito. Hey there. And tonight's guest, I'm so excited, <laughs> going to talk about demons and demonology with Steve Culls. So, Steve, welcome, thank you Steve. so much. Welcome. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I mean, we all know that you're a Bigfoot aficionado, everybody that follows you. But how did you get involved with demons? Well, it goes back to 2010. I joined a paranormal group because it interests me, too. I mean, my, my nature is being an investigator. I'm a professional investigator by trade. Okay. So I said, you know, the, the ghost stuff, you know, something else to do. Basically a winter sport. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, the, the, the first group I belonged to, um, you know, after a while I realized that they couldn't really handle uh, if something was really bad. And, and Amen to that. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. talked that about that. So, much. Right. so and, and it wasn't a position where I could just turn around and say, I want to do this because it just wasn't accepted practice at that group. So eventually in 2013, I, along with, Stacy Horton, we founded the Extreme Paranormal Encounter Response Team. And we were going to take it to the hilt. If somebody's in need, if we can't help them, we'll get them help. Uh, our, our mission is very client-specific. We take extreme hauntings, and we try to get people answers. Wow. And that's so important. I, I get frustrated. I watch the ghost shows just, you know, because it's kind of like research for work. And I get frustrated. It's like, yeah, you got ghosts. Call us if you need anything. Well... They need something. They've got ghosts, and they've yeah. got some negative entities. What are you going to do? Hey, well, exactly. Well, the funny thing is is that ghosts sometimes are harder to get rid of than demons. <laughs> they are. They're pretty stubborn sometimes. Yeah, I agree with that because they are committed to that property. They built Sense it. Sense of ownership. You know, yeah. That was their family. That was their farm. So uh, many times, because it's a residual haunting, they don't even know that they're dead. Yep. And they're not communicating. So they're just kind of going Wandering through the motions, through. doing their thing. And they're they're disrupting the family. Well, a lot of times in, in like a residual haunting, uh, instead of an intelligent haunting, I wonder if it's just an imprint. Yeah, mm. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, like no, a playback. It, it, yeah, it's just like, a, you know, a rewind. You know, I had a moment working with a paranormal group when I first got even like I outed, I came out that I was doing this and I worked with, um, it doesn't even exist anymore, Albany Ghost Hunters or Ghost Investigators. And um, we were in the one home and I was sitting next to um, the gentleman that had founded the organization. We were sitting in the house and I started to hear everything that was happening um, in the house. And finally I turned to him and I said, I get, um, I get a woman walking up and down the stairs. I get, and I was naming off all the things and he goes, that's exactly what the family has said. I said, now I have a question. Because I'm psychic, am I reading that from the family? Is it actually house. real? And he's like, "Well, shouldn't you know that?" And I'm like, "Well, no, because I'm sitting here. <laughs> if you're like you're that. you're getting, it's like you're getting a movie of it, right. and that could be that same. What you're saying is like an impression. Well, and I think it was uh, 2011. I encountered my first. The end of 2011, I encountered my first. Uh, what I would consider really demonic. Okay. Uh, case. Well, this was with the old group. And uh, one thing that, that, that many years ago, I, I, I have a little bit of ability myself. I, over the years, I've, tend to, I, I've tended to turn it off. And, oh, really? And, hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I've come. But one thing that always happens is I have the gift of discernment. Mm-hmm. So an when important I walk gift in, to have. <laughs> right. When I walk into a place, generally I can sense that, hey, something just isn't off tune here. I'm very sensitive to those lower vibrations, that negative the negative gives off the hell no ones right. yeah <laughs> so in 2011 we, we did this case and uh we, we understood the the building was in schenectady and we understood the building had been on fire four different times over the wow span. and there's a um, big glaring hint <laughs> and there had been some satanic rituals that had occurred in the in the attic crawl space oh my gosh and um probably spots. one of the the weirdest uh, cases. I mean, we were all in there, and we were all angry. Mm. You could feel that. The family, of course, the demonic always attack, you know, people at risk. And, uh, of course, the family was in a mess. 
Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. had their personal problems and they were in a mess. Do you find that when you go in those places that I, I, that they're chaos in the house? Like I, anytime I've had a really bad haunting, the houses are a ramshackle mess. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily a, a mess. Um, the house was orderly. I mean, um, but the the family was a mess. Right. Um, so we, we we're doing our walkthrough. I go down the basement and. Uh, one thing we, we had found out that there had been a murder in the house at one point in time. Yeah, just <sighs> just a beautiful thing. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and we uh, and I say that facetiously, just, just a beautiful <laughs> thing. Um, and, and the 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 perfect storm. Though. The the, the family exactly. patriarch said he felt kind of called to rent the place. Oh. Family in there. And that was even more ominous. And they had reported seeing, you know, like levitations of, of items in the house. Mm-hmm. Levitations are a huge indicator of demonics. Never knew that. Yep. And when you see a lev- levitation, that is big issues. Because you understand a demonic is just as powerful as an angel. Right. I do. I have right. read up on so it a little they, bit. They and have, I've have seen tremendous that. energy. Um, a human bound spirit or a human spirit or an animal spirit, they don't really have that energy to keep something sustained for a very long time. That's why when you see, you know, your regular haunting is you get, you get little hints, something hints, sliding, a something little bit, slide yeah. a little bit, something falling off the wall. Very rarely you do see something go tooling across the room or levitations or, um, you know, apartments. And, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so Turning around with this case, we, we go down the basement and I'm looking and I see the, the actual timbers of the house where they're charred, where this had burned. And and one of the uh, the one of the sons was staying in the basement and I go walking upstairs and I'm going, you know what? I think the murder was actually in the basement. Mm-hmm. We found out two months later it was. Oh. That was the gut feeling. I mean, I went up to the attic. I could see the candle wax and the pentagram that had been drawn in there. And uh, truthfully, I got um, I had gotten actually emotionally attacked while I was up in that area. I actually saw an orb, a white ball, with my naked eye come right towards me and then fly in to that at a crawl space. Wow. And when I turned around, I looked and I saw this picture of this baby. And apparently they had a, a SIDS baby. Mm. Um. What they didn't know was uh, just about three weeks earlier, um, my first grandchild was stillborn. Oh, my goodness. So you want to, and all of a sudden, the feelings of that just flooded into me. Right. Um, So I, and and I felt this nausea, you know, felt nauseous. So I got out of there a little bit, had a cigarette, relaxed, gunned it back up and went back in. And we ended up doing a, a, a spirit box session that was being very responsive mm. until the point I started asking for names. And then all of a sudden the spirit box, and we were recording this session. Um, and the, the, you know, the spirit box, all of a sudden I said, well, give me your name. What is, what is holding you back? Give me its name. And all of a sudden you hear this female, very evil voice come over and just go freaks. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what the heck was that? That's a different voice now, also, because we were talking to the same voice all the entire time. And it goes on for a couple of more minutes. I go, who are you? Who are you? And then all of a sudden, you hear the, the same female voice go, goodbye. And then nothing. We couldn't get anything out. We tried for a few more minutes. It wasn't responding at all. I pick up the recorder. I look at it. I tag it like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. You right, know, in right. case folks that don't know, uh, you know, you tag a recorder at the beginning and the end of a session, date, where you are, time, and you do that at the end. So I tagged it, shut the recorder off. When I played it back, the recording stopped after it said goodbye. Oh, oh. so it, it turned off your recorder. Nothing after. Uh, the recorder was still on when I and I tagged it. But it wasn't it, able to record But it wasn't anything. recording, which is really strange because it was the red light was on. It was recording, but it wasn't recording. Wow. So that that is electronic manipulation. Mm-hmm. Had the clients, were they, oh, other than a, being haunted or having negative energy, were they aware that there was a, a demonic energy in the house? Well, see, here's the thing with that old group. We never got privy to a lot of that stuff. 
Oh, they so they weren't like sharing that. with the rest of the investigative right, team. Right, right. Understood. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, you know, and there, and, and the reason behind that was, well, I don't want to bias anybody. Mm. Well, my my issue is that when we when and I'm now I'm the director of, of expert as we we call the group extreme you know just a cute little acronym we could spin off, but um, we tell our investigators everything because it's all about safety. Oh yeah, safety you first. Know? Um, this is what the people are experiencing. This is where they're experiencing. Right. Um, knowledge is power. Mm. And to let somebody go blindly in there is not only irresponsible. Also, too, it's a waste of time. It's it irresponsible. A- it's dangerous. Right, Especially, right. you know, uh, I try so hard to tell people that, that, you know, this is not for the week at heart. This is not a child's game. Well, they <laughs> all think it's like a child's game, kind of like yeah. the old-fashioned Ouija board that people right. think they can go in these places and, and because they've seen Ghost Hunters, mm-hmm. and, and which is a great show. It's a groundbreaking show. I don't think they intended it to be the juggernaut that it has been. No, I think it was a shock And them. what happened is people blindly have gone in places <laughs> and been like, if you're here, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too, you can touch me and you can do this without having... Protection. They're inviting all sorts of things in, and that's really and waking bad. up things. Somewhere there's a joke in there. I know. But, but, but I'm, I'm gonna stay Everybody loves to touch me, Steve. So it's a, it's a given. Well, the protection part too. Right? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, so, Usually, when you hear those things within a couple of sentences. It's, uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so. But but. You know, you're you're exactly right. Uh, the you know everybody thinks that well, it's the Ouija board. Well, no, it, it's not. It it's uh, the person. It, it, it's it's the same. And, and this is a, we were just at Hinsdale, oh. I think uh, a week and a half ago, and we had a group in there, and we were explaining, you know, to people that, that never have done this before. And I and I always give the disclaimer. You, you know, you you need really need to, you know, learn before you go out and do this on your own. Join right. a group. Go in a pack. Don't go in by yourself. You, you learn how to drive before you get behind the right. wheel. <laughs> and then I and then I picked up the recorder and I uh, the digital recorder on the digital recorder. So I'm going, what's the difference between this and a Ouija board? No, agreed. Nothing. Right. You're still opening doors. It's a tool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just a tool to open doors. So, you know, what I what I try to explain to people is is that the demonic, you know, they can only go where they're invited in. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. uh, so they don't. You don't find that they're just there, or were they invited in at some point? They were invited in at some point. Okay, you again, know, it, never it, heard that. Be it, uh, I mean, if you look there, there were satanic rituals in that home, so something right. let something in there. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, it'll disguise itself as a little girl. Oh, oh we've seen that. Oh, we've had cow. that more sure. than once. And anytime somebody says, and my daughter's been playing with a child. And there's and a talking, milky substance on the mirror. Yeah. And there, I mean, it's to me, that's like mm. a huge red flag. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that might not be a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, one of the, um, you know, one of the things I, I, I like to explain to people is that there are certain signs I look for in a demonic, uh, demonic versus worldly. Okay. Um, I just want you to know I am loving everything. This is, this. <laughs> this is so fascinating. Well, everybody, everybody loves the evil stuff. I know, now, right? <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to tell you, I, I have faced off with um, people that have been in possession. Oh, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, not, it's not fun. Yeah, we've done that. It, it's not fun. It's downright scary. And uh, for the first couple of years of doing it, um, I was very, very sick after every time I had to deal oh, with it. Oh, yeah. I have gotten skin lesions, boils. Um, so you can, you can perform an exorcism. Anybody can perform an exorcism. I, right. But are you, like, are you, you one of those ones that. like on call? Uh, no, I, I don't consider myself on call. <laughs> but uh, if somebody calls and, and asks, you know, okay, right. I'm not going to go in. I always do my due diligence before an exorcism because you know, I'm not going to just go in. Oh, I, you need an exorcism, really? I would get half a dozen calls in a day if. if right, I was exactly. Doing, no, no, you don't need an exorcism. You need a psychiatrist. Or, but and, and, agreed. And, and or it's just a teenager. Right. That's right. What they're yeah. like. The house where I went to with a teenager, and she said when I left, she said, "I think you brought something evil here." Um, my son, who was like 17, came back to the house, argued with us, and then slammed the door. And I wanted to say, no, he's a little bastard. 
just you know, like just say that it has nothing to do with me bringing something evil to the house. Right. right. Well, how is that different than any other TV? Exactly. Exactly. It just was the coinciding in the entire time. world. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So tell us your your the things that you look for. So, um, you know, the behavior. Uh, is a lot more annoying than like your typical ghost. Uh, you'll say things to annoy. Um, it may start off as fun. It may start off as trying to get that invite in. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it could be even something innocuous as a knock at the door, and you open the door up, and, and you let it and in. you just let it in. Mm. Um, you have to be mindful of that for people. Do they do a lot of mimics? Um. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I have heard my own voice. Oh, shut I up! I have heard other investigators' voices. Mm-hmm. That uh, I, we have, we've I, had that too. Um, where hey, that's not me. Um, you know, you know that there are certain cases where I I've I looking at what I did at Hinsdale last year. We're, we're in one particular portion of the house, and. Uh, what I tend to do now is I set my 4K camera up with night vision, and what I do is I, I ponytail my, my H2 Zoom recorder into the, into the recorder. So, oh. so now I'm rec- I can catch EVPs on the video oh, clear as perfect. I can on the recorder. Yeah. Cool. And now I have two copies, one on the video, one on the audio, uh, on the audio portion. And while we're setting up, we don't hear it. We hear this moaning going on while we're <laughs> while we're doing it. and then we go into this flashlight session and throughout the flashlight session every once in a while we would catch an evp and it wasn't pleasant <laughs> it wasn't pleasant it, it, it really responded when i said something about holy water oh and, and then, reaction, and then yeah. the the emf went off it started acting up when i mentioned the word jesus <sighs> so and we had we always used two flashlights a yes flashlight and a no flashlight mm-hmm. And that's when you have it, so it's slightly right. Yeah, right. okay. Unscrewed. And, and uh, you know, and you know, I'll, I'll ask, I'll, and I'll purposely ask a bunch of yes questions. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden I'll, I'll start asking the the fifty fifty questions, and then all of a sudden the no flashlight goes on. You're like, <laughs> that hasn't gone on at all. So, but but the the big thing is is how people react. If you see a spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a human bound spirit, uh-huh. your general reaction isn't to be necessarily scared. It might startle you. Yeah. But if you see something demonic, you have this dread feeling, you have this scared feeling, you have this. The other thing, too, <laughs> yeah. right? the other thing, too, and this is very important, and, and I ask this somebody says, Well, I saw my father. Okay. Can, can you describe him? Well, I just saw him from that the chest up that's a problem and the reason why is the unholy cannot copy what god has created now i'm a christian demonologist but that's the thought process behind that so only so if you see part huh they can only only copy a part part. they cannot create the perfection that god has created oh again that is fascinating goosebumps from that Yeah, yeah that's great information so when people say well you know i saw this man but half his face was gone that is not a human spirit it may be trying to mimic a human trying spirit. to manifest right. into it, and it i it tell students or people that when we we go to their i always say kind of what you were just saying i would say to them if they've dreamt of something or they've seen something in you know the earthbound spirits i'll say how did it make you feel it sounds yeah. very therapist but they'll say to me I actually felt comforted. I actually had an overwhelming feeling of peace. The second they tell me that, I know it's fine. We're good. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. We're good. It's all good. Yep. It's when they say, um, you know, I started having irrational fear. Uh, I, I right, dread. anxiety, yep. and and the bad things dreams. That, bad dreams. You will see a lot in these cases. People eventually, it it will start. Well, like I said, it starts. What seems to be just your little ghostly activity, but then it escalates. Mm-hmm. Stuff starts to disappear. <clears throat> You know, I mean, I've been places, I put something there, and it's not there. Mm, yes. It's right there, and it's somewhere else now. Or you find it in a completely screwy position. Um, one of the uh, the first cases I took on, I actually got called in by an, an, another group. Um, they heard we did this, 
and they were Googling around. They said, hey, can you help this person out in Niagara Falls? And she had been under a lot of, of influence. She was, uh, her ex was living with her oh. in another room, another part of the house. So again, you're, you're, you're stirring, you're stirring <laughs> that cauldron of, of unhappiness. And I'm not really sure what it, when it exactly started, but she said, well, when I was a teenager, me and my aunt used to do the Ouija board all the time. Oh, gotcha. And then, mm-hmm. and then I've done these little ghost investigations with my recorder on my own. Seances. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't really recall exactly the whole mm. thing off the top of my head, but eventually it it turned out that, okay, we, we deemed that perhaps it was property attached. She didn't seem like she was in a possession state. She seemed like she was in an oppression state. So what we did was we did a, a deliverance, which basically is an exorcism on a property okay um that's a that's a deliverance it's not a blessing it's the right of exorcism on a property as opposed to a person oh wow i've never heard of that how do you go about something like that i mean not that (laughs) 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 and squealing like a pig there you go we we, we bring (laughs) we bring in a herd of elephants (laughs) and uh but no um you know, it's it's the I use the uh, you know I, I'm a very strong believer in in what Ed Warren said is that the, the Roman Catholic uh, right of exorcism seems to work, so I use it. Okay. You know, um, I identify as a as an evangelical, but I use the Roman Catholic right. Okay. So um, so yeah, so you you go through the right, and then after the right is done, I'm looking for a sign of deliverance, and usually that's usually the person affected vomiting. And uh, I'll tell you what, when we walked in there, uh, and mind you, I, I, we were, the whole thing was a disaster. And this is some of the things that the demonic will do. Um, I remember when we first took this case, and we had talked to her, me and Stacey had talked to her on the phone for about two hours on speaker, had her sitting there taking notes at a table. We were going to meet her in a few weeks at a remote location outside of the home. Mm-hmm. Because um, we were going to be in the area, I was doing a Bigfoot conference, <laughs> so uh, okay, we're only going to be a couple hours away. We'll we'll shoot over there and talk to you. So after we got done talking to her, all right, I'm gonna now mind you uh, where I used to live. We had a hallway. Uh, we lived on the second floor. We had a hallway, and if anybody walked in downstairs, now mind you, my living room had a door in it, but we had it blocked off because we had a door in the in, right, the, in the foyer. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to use this as a wall, but the but it had a peephole in it. Uh-oh. And mind you, <laughs> mind you that downstairs, the minute you walk in the hall, the, the common hallway, the sensor lights come on. The minute you start walking upstairs to the second level, that sensor light walks right. on. Right. And like literally you walk in and you're there. I mean, the light's on. So I'm sitting there watching TV and all of a sudden I hear a voice in the hallway go, meow. Oh. And I looked. I, I, I stand up, I look into the peephole, and it's pitch black. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody's out there. Oh, I the light gave me chills. <laughs> but then I went and I looked down at my arm, and I got three cat scratches. What looked like cat scratches. Three. Three. The trilogy. Which is mocking the Trinity. Yep. Yeah. Right? On my arm. I'm like, look at that. Wow. And that was right after talking to this client for two so Mm-mm. when we did the deliverance, uh, the team psychic from the team that had called us in, she was on the way. She got two flat tires on the way to the case. Mm-hmm. Two of our team members, well, all of a sudden they had last-minute family problems. They couldn't make it. So I, I called up one of my, my cop friends that was out on the west side of the because I on my squatching team I have a lot of police officers that uh, <laughs> like, strangely it, as well they it is. see they're uh, out there. So he said, "Yeah, well, we'll, we'll you know I'll help out." So when we got there, uh, our client looked like she was seven months pregnant. She had been having internal bleeding. The doctors couldn't oh figure gosh. out what it was going on. She was getting tested all the time. And they're like, we, we don't know where this is coming from. And she looked like she was seven months pregnant. Wow. Now, the one thing that, that you know, a lot, she was like, you know, I, I want to pay you guys for the gas. Like, nope, nope, won't do it. Mm. You know, she says, well, you know, 
and this was an argument we had on the way there <laughs> like like no no I, I got you know i can't have you guys staying out here for the night and then doing pain and all that no this is what we do you know we can't accept anything for this this is this is our tribute to the the big guy upstairs so no we're not we're not she says well i'm gonna make uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna get food then food we can accept, <laughs> food we can accept. yeah we'll take that. Right? that that is you know i mean even jesus broke the bread with the disciples <laughs> right, right? <laughs> and that's where the term came from from breaking bread um so we did that we got there and she was even though she was not feeling well she looked like she was seven months pregnant and uh, i i took my team aside from her and and I, I briefed them what to expect at the end, and this is what I'm looking for. And she had a couple of dogs, and, and the dogs really weren't in good health at that time. Um, Did they seem to be responding to anything? or, or um, They were just kind of lounging. They were like, oh, okay. They, just, they were so under attack, they probably were shutting yeah, down. Right, right. I mean, mind you, this has been going on for a while. I mean, she had reported uh, black, I mean, she actually showed us pictures of a black shadow in the kitchen and uh, strange, very strange looking orbs like I've never seen before and mists in the house. And, you know, she would, if something would fly across, she had, she's had pictures come flying off the room and on the ground floor and she would take a picture of it and like, you know, this just flew across from over there. Wow. Um, the, the attacks you would get, another sign of, of is attacks. You will see, she was having bite marks on her. She had a bite mark on her tongue sideways. Oh my gosh, that's like impossible. Like this way. It would seem. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, just and and you know there was there was a there was actually a sexual yeah it just it was impossible. <laughs> there there was also a, a sexual aspect of oh, the attacks yeah. as well. Which, we've seen yeah. that too. Yeah, we've heard that and seen that as well yeah. in some of the more severe cases. Yep. So this was this was pretty bad. So we we did the deliverance, and uh, we come back downstairs. And at one point, when I was getting close to the end of deliverance, there's always uh, there, there's an attempt always by the demonic to kind of distract the exorcist. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the two dogs that were they started howling and howling and howling. And always we, the animals. We left her downstairs with the, the, the head of the other team that called us. And all of a sudden, the dogs are howling, and he's like, you know, actually, I, I stopped for a second, and all of a sudden, at the time Stacy was assisting me, all of a sudden, I felt a kick. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> because that's what they want to do. They want to try to get you off the case, stop yeah. that, that chain. So we finished it. We went downstairs. Things felt a lot lighter. Mm -hmm. And she's sitting there, and all of a sudden she gets up, runs to the trash can, and throws up. Throws up, like wow. I told my team to expect. That wasn't the whole thing, I, you know. I didn't stand over her when she did that. I went to the corner, and she was writhing in pain at that point in time. You know I me mean? when we got done, and I just went to the corner. And I just said some more prayers, you know, just between me and God. And then she chose to vomit. And then all of a sudden I hear everybody go, oh, oh my God, wah, wah, wah. I turn around and her stomach's completely flat. Mm. Completely <clears throat> flat. And my cop buddy, who it was not a believer, <laughs> turned around and goes to me, you know, I would have never believed that if I didn't see that. <laughs> right, well, and that's, that's true. You have to have that personal yeah. experience to believe in a lot of this shit. <laughs> yeah. so, so what I tell people, you know, people think, oh, well, being an exorcist must be cool. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Okay. No. It's the last thing I talk about. <laughs> well, I never do, get a do. You, do you know why? <laughs> do, you, do you know why it's not cool? Because it's against Christ. No. Well, being exorcist is not cool because uh, two weeks after this, I had gotten Bell's palsy for no reason. At all. Oh wow! Yeah. Left side of my face, demonic residue. We call it. Mm. Yeah. Bell's palsy. So. I've heard that from other investigators we, too. We talked to her the week after the the the, the, the deliverance. And of course, after the deliverance, we blessed the house, put St. Benedict's medals, four corners of the property, kind of close it off. Um, so we talked to her a week after, everything's good. We talked to her a week and a half, everything's good. Okay, you need us, give us a call. We're gonna let you resume your normal life without having to give us dissertation. So it got to be about a year later, 
and we call her up. Hey, Tina. You know, I'm sorry, but that's okay. She knows, you know, her, right, her, right, right. her name is, uh, you know, hey, Tina, what, what's going on? How are you doing? And she says, oh, I, you know, I'm doing great. Everything's been, been good for the last year. Um, you know, my, my family's coming back together with me. You know, they, they you know, they, I wasn't talking to them. And all of a sudden now they're, they, they're talking to me again. And I have a lot of positive stuff. You could see her in her Facebook profile. She was getting her makeup on. She was looking good again. And she says, you know, the only strangest thing that happened was, was that two weeks after you did the, the, the deliverance, I got Bell's palsy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. There was a movie years ago, which is one of my mother's favorite movies called Resurrection. And she did healings and she did clearings Mm -hmm. in that. And obviously very religious based. And when she would do it, she would take on the malady. Um, And that that sounds almost like that's exactly what you did. Like you were so close. um, You know, and it was just weird because I I was just like, what are the the odds? Was it the opposite side of the face? What side of the face? Here you go. So the left. Oh, okay. So the same exact thing. Same exact side. That's wild. That's. Which is the mirror, right? Um, and that was actually kind of funny because, you know, how many people you know can get Bell's palsy? Right. Very, very I've rare. one other person. E- <laughs> e- even, my, even my doctor said, yeah, he couldn't explain it. He goes, hey, it's a fluke. He goes, that's all I can explain it as. Funny thing is, as you want to hear, about a year later, I, I, I just for fun, I went to a gallery with Chip Coffee. Oh, right? I love Chip. I love Chip too. And um, he says, I, I got a relative um, trying to reach out to somebody. Now, my brother had you know, my brother had passed about a year earlier. And I'm sitting there and going, well, you know, maybe, hopefully maybe it's my brother. And he goes, but he goes, I'm getting something weird. He goes, I'm getting like a paralysis, but not, not a stroke, uh, Bell's palsy. Oh, my goodness. Dear God. Yeah, oh. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I was like, wow. He's a sweetheart, We, yeah. we met him at that. Yeah, yeah that one he's a doll. Thing that yeah. we did. So what you started to say, so what are the criteria when you go in that you like tick off your list of demonic? Um, attacks. That's number one. First and foremost, if you're getting, if you're getting scratched, bit, pushed on a regular and consistent basis, big flag. Levitations, uh, apportments. Um, and and ex- explain apportments to the Well, listeners. that could be stuff either disappearing and reappearing in different places. Right. Or in certain cases, um, I haven't seen this necessarily, um, but there, there, there was, there's been some cases reported where something has turned up from like a previous century, like a coin or something like that. Like wow. where did this come from? Um, there the was other a things- house a friend of mine owned in the stockade, and that's exactly yep. the the alarms went off. He was home alone, came down, and it was uh, first was um, a bag of cookies. Oh my! And the cookies were old and moldy, like somebody had brought them in and like left them. Holy cow! And then another was like a dog's ball, and they didn't have a dog. And they came out, and it was the same thing. It was like in the fireplace, and and it had set off the alarm. And he said it was old. So stuff was slipping through from other. So something was slipping through. Right, and then you have the types of of activity you get now you hear voices you hear footsteps that's one thing when you start hearing scratching on the walls and growling Mm -hmm. that's an issue right dark shadows shadow people (laughs) big issue seeing apparitions that are not whole partial these are all part of the criteria i look at for this um you know then again we have to talk about you know well what kind of meds you're on (laughs) oh yeah yeah. what kind of I, i mean People will say this, and funny, I, I said this on my own podcast uh, on the crypto side. People will say, well, you know, don't you think you're going a little overboard if you're asking people about their medical history and what well, medications really there are? Important. And, and, I'm, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and because, you know, you're being invasive and it's kind of, in, you know, an inter- it's like an interrogation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, guess what? Um, this is a professional investigation. Right. And that's what a professional investigator will ask. Uh, You know, we can't lower our uh, we can't lower our specs for an investigation and expect it to come out sounding legit. 
You know, it's all about legitimacy. We had a house, the same thing with um, Northeast Paranormal a mm. long, long time ago. And the father and I were walking through and they'd asked about that about medication, mm-hmm. and he and I got to one point, and we turned around, there was a shelf full of medication. Oh. And at the moment that I saw it, I was kind of like, hmm. Yep. And he and I at the same time saw it, we looked at each <laughs> other, and he was like, like, like duly right. noted, like <laughs> like a lot of medication. Now, the other, the other thing, too, is physical evidence. <clears throat> Obviously, if somebody's getting attacked, you want to you denote what, what's going on with it. Right. Them. You know, uh, that's, that's the one thing about demonics they leave physical evidence and sometimes you will see uh you know history of uh a cult like the Mm -hmm. the wax like the pentagrams or or finding some sometimes you may find it's the person that's bringing it in themselves Mm -hmm. right because of they're doing occult activities have you found that people um, just like we'll say, are places haunted or ple- people haunted? Are you, do you find with the demonics that it's sometimes it's attached to a person rather than the place. location and then travels with them? Well, it, it's, almo- it's almost always attached to a person. Okay, so that it works like a host. The, the only time you will see a real strong attachment to a place um, is maybe if the place is very nefarious. Mm-hmm. Where there's been some bad yeah. bad acts done, or old closed churches. Interesting. Reason why? It's the unholy trying to claim with which with which was once holy. That's okay. <clears throat> In other words, that was a holy place. It's now closed down. It's vacant. So it's, it's vacant. A good place so to hide. let me take it. Let me <clears throat> reclaim this. That's exactly what happened to yes. us. And that thing stepped out, and the three yeah. of us went like this, and we had someone with, with us who was just like, la, 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 you put my camera in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Then clearly had an attachment. The stranger part of that was we were in Albany Rural Cemetery, and we were looking in one of the, what do you call those? Uh, the the uh, mausoleums? The, the crypts. Crypts. The crypts. And it was hadn't been used probably in a long, long time. Probably so centuries. Michelle and I leaned forward, and I went, oh, and backed right up, like it actually like hit mm-hmm. me in the solar plexus, it and it it, it stepped out of the shadow. It was part of the shadow, stepped out of mm-hmm. the shadow, and it was the cloven hoof. And I said, "Do you With see the that?" Yeah, and yeah. she said, "Yes, I I see it." So I said, it, "You know, it doesn't want us here." Stepped away. And Nick Lee, who was doing the taping with us, didn't hear us. Goes do 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 do, walking over, and he's like, like "Oh, Mr. look Magoo. at this!" Puts his camera, and then all of a sudden, you hear, boom. On the, I mean, foot, like, like a, stomp. Like a right, bowling ball being dropped. Right, right next to him. And he goes, oh, did you hear that? And we're like, <laughs> he, and, and D. Scott says, listen, if the two psychics are saying, step away from that, and they're scared, then you step away. You better away. do it. My, my, my last, my last, was it my last one? Well, one, one of my last exorcisms I've done and I, I've only done really a couple of handfuls because the you know the the amount of time you don't want right, right, right. to it takes a lot, lot of energy it takes a lot of energy but there's also a lot of miscommunication yeah. and people that aren't necessarily they think Needing they have a that. demon they don't <laughs> it, it's a rare thing but it, it's on the rise but I, I remember doing hmm. <laughs> I was actually outside with the 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 clients I was actually outside with the clients because I'm I'm finding now that if I go in, everything just shuts down. Oh, because <laughs> they like, know oh, you're coming. He's here. He's here. Uh-oh. Right. Uh oh. So if we say you get out, or else we're calling Steve. So I, I let the team in there, and uh, I, I don't know if you know Jack Anna. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm out there with the clients. We hear this big boom, on, like, <laughs> like something hit the roof, and we're all going, "What was that?" And uh, you guys hear something in there? Yeah, hang on. And all of a sudden, here comes Kenna walking out of the building. Yep, it's a demon. That's what I thought. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's because funny. Because it was growling and hissing and, and slamming doors inside. And all of a sudden, we heard this big boom. And they thought it came from outside. And we thought it came from somewhere inside, you know, but on the roof. I was like, well, uh, it, it was it was kind of freaky. And the clients were like, what the hell was that? And the client's <laughs> husband's going, I Hell, I could have been. Have it a bird? you ever heard of um, in certain communities, almost like a demonic over a community, not just a home or a person, but almost like it goes from place to place? 
you know, somewhere there's a joke in there. Stop. You, everything I say, I'm trying to be really professional because I'm fascinated by uh, this. I don't, don't want to say nothing my... that will offend any of our local communities here. That's <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think cults um, too, don't you think? Huh? Uh, in some cult situations. Well, there's a, the one plate. I, I wish I could think. You probably know what it I, is. I, I, there's, I they use the stones from this the mm-hmm. same community, and it was all over that every single place oh, like, was yeah. reported. Oh, as you ha- mean Shepherdsville, uh, Shepherdstown. And yeah. every like yeah. wall and every place had uh, the maybe, same stones. Uh, you know, but that's not demonic, I don't think. Okay. I, I, I think, you know, you're looking at a place where a, a, a Civil War battle had occurred or mm-hmm. very close by. So it's got all this energy just built up in there so i can see that right but as far as demonics no absolutely not they they don't want their the demonic strategy is is this we don't exist uh sneak in sneak attacks we don't exist that is satan's greatest triumph in today's society it's not that people have lost faith it's people doesn't believe that that side of evil exists Mm. You know, that is where we're falling down. Um, the other thing, too, and I, and I can't stress this enough, is have I done exorcisms on a few people that, or a couple of people that were all of a sudden, two weeks later, three weeks later, a month later, they're having issues again? That's because they're not following the proper mm-hmm. aftercare. Mm-hmm. Because just like I explained to them, just like a doctor, I've gotten rid of your problem. You get to the follow-up. Yeah, <laughs> if you want it to come back, keep doing the stuff you were doing. Boy, that is that is a yeah. profound thing because we found that as well, yeah, that we have people, people that listen. they don't listen and they almost want it like attention-seeking. Yeah, so they crutch. keep it. Well, right. Well, you got to understand that is it attention-seeking? Maybe the whole thing is attention-seeking. And sometimes mm. and we had found because you know why – you can go to a lot of different places and find some evidence of paranormal activity. I mean, right, right, especially Agreed. in an area this old. Right, right. I mean, we've it's been everywhere. around since the 1600s. Yep. So I, I remember this one client who had an issue, and you know what she was telling us. I was like, you know what? I, I call one guy, I call another guy. Come on, we're going to do an exorcism. I'm just going to do it. You know, we've been dealing with her for a couple of years now. And really, first time I told her this could be an EMF problem because mm, she had a right, device right. next to her. It was always happening in the bedroom and her desk was in the bedroom and she had this old electric typewriter. Oh. And the thing had more EMF in it than <laughs> than a 120 volt <laughs> space right. heater going on. Right, there. right. So we took pulled it out, took it away. Oh, yeah, everything's better. Never heard from her for about a, two years later. Oh, it's back. It's doing this. It's doing that. We go in. I said, all right, you know what? We're just going to go in and do the right. So I do the whole entire right. Say, you know, I don't say I use frankincense and myrrh. Mm-hmm. Frankincense and myrrh is like foul to the demonic. Mm-hmm. So like they throw out foul senses that weakens them a bit too. Um, I, I caution people on saging because sometimes saging can stir up paranormal activity. I'm always saying that. Michelle yeah. says that all the time. Mm. I say sage only because for like new moon or, or um, full moon well, ritual to like reason. clear negative energy. But you're right. But I mean, if you have an area that's positive, then that's fine. Yeah, but if you have negative energy, ooh. I think it pisses stir, the negatives off. Stirs them up. Yeah. It just gets um, them going. So where was I going with this story? Oh, the guys? lady after two years. Oh, yes, that's back. right. I remember <laughs> I'm talking about. So, you know, meanwhile, we're talking, and, and the reason why is we, we were talking with her her daughter, which li- which lives several hours away. Mm-hmm. And that was her only relative, was her daughter that lives several hours away. So, meanwhile, I, I'm talking with Stacy about this. And so I go up and do it, come back. You know, she says, oh, it's good. It's gone. It's good. Right? Get back to, to my house. It's probably close to 11 o'clock. I call the, the daughter. Daughter's like, yeah, I just talked to her. She says, everything is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you know, 8 o'clock the next morning, my phone's ringing. First word, it's back. No. No way. No, no, sorry, it can't be back. So, all right, let me... So, 
So I said, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna do two things here. First, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call the daughter. But two, uh, I'm not gonna call the daughter eight in the morning. Right. I said, I want you to call her and tell her to do this ritual. And I just made up a ritual. <laughs> see she if needs that to feel powerful. See if that. Of course, a few hours later, okay, it's calmed down. It's quieted down. Okay. Mm-hmm. I talked to the. Because uh, when I asked her, I go, well, and what she didn't realize was this, is when she told me, I said, well, when did it come back? As soon as you left. And I got thinking to myself, no well, way. That, that's funny because when I talked to the daughter, when I got home an hour and a half later, she said everything was cool. She said everything was cool. Yep. So there is a person, and, and just like in, in, in the, the crypto world, there are people that, especially, she, she was an older woman, like I said, and, and here's the mm. takeaway, her only relative is three hours away, her daughter. Right. It so, gets her daughter to call. So what you have here is, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, a hoaxer, but it's what we, what I call in the, on the crypto side, really the psychologically needy hoaxer. Yeah, we get a lot of clients right. We like get a that. lot like that. And we have a friend who does some, some work like this, Barb Nesnick, mm-hmm. and she'll say, certain people need smoke and mirrors. Yep. And... It, it, and it's just to help them stop having those it's thoughts. Here, it's like but, a pacifier. But, but here's why that doesn't work. And here's why that doesn't work. And and I I had a long discussion with the daughter about that. I, I pointed out how she she lied. Smoke and mirrors does not work. Mm-hmm. Reason why? It's like putting a Band-Aid on, on it a It is. Blade, right? Because they're going to be bothering you in another week or two weeks or three weeks. What... With we need to realize is is that that their need is psychological, right? And and not paranormal. And, and, and <laughs> they're going to come right back to it full circle when they're not getting when they're not feeling special or not getting the attention they want or having some excitement in their life. Um, you know, I have ta- I I've had on the crypto side, I've had a guy that saw Bigfoot twice. You know, and, and well, you know, look at his background; he just got divorced five months previous oh. and he's lonely and he's living he by himself and he needed to feel special he needed to feel part of something and that's what some of these people feel like so until they get professional help there's not nothing we're, we're going to do 100 percent. yeah i yeah, agree i've got a psychologist friend who i will send people to her who need psychological help when i'm doing readings mm-hmm. because that's not what mm-hmm. i do and then but she will send people to me that have energy issues because oh, yeah. she's like well this person has an attachment like oh okay and i i think that's really important to have a relationship with a person sure. like that because yeah. you got we we got like a person for that no matter which you know, right no matter exactly what that is the, the um you know the big the big takeaway is that what ends up happening is we do smoke and mirrors and we stop doing smoke and mirrors. That's why communication amongst paranormal groups locally is very important. Right. Oh, because yeah. because this woman had shopped. Oh, oh yeah. You want to talk about doctor shopping? Well, this is paranormal yeah. group shopping. I totally agree with that because we've had ones that were doing that going from one we to one each other yeah <laughs> or from psychic to psychic yeah. and and like we we're messaging the, each other going the world did same you hear thing. from this it's one like, yeah did you hear from this one? Oh like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, i'm not going we, don't answer that we, one we had, we had this one many years ago hey you know uh you know, uh, did you hear? Did you hear? Um, what did you hear? Yeah, Crazy Mary called so and so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a no. question for you. Sure. Did before you had your first experience, did you believe or um, think there was negative energy? Did you believe in demonics before you had your first experience, or was it just something that was in the back of your head? <laughs> that goes back to my childhood. Okay, so you. That's how it usually goes. Yeah. <laughs> it goes way back. Like, um, usually a person's first images they remember are about how old? Three, four. Yeah, three. Mm-hmm. Probably about three years old. I remember seeing things when I was two. And there were three of them. Oh. Oh, there they go. Yeah. Yeah. One taller than the other two. And they did not look anything human. Um, but nonetheless, I, I, I fast forward to, uh, did I believe in the paranormal? Well, um, real funny. Uh, <laughs> my father was a very stern, stoic man, had a good sense of humor, and a uh, very conservative guy, you know, quiet sometimes. Um, and we moved uh, from New Jersey in 1972 up 
to Troy. And the house that I moved into was built in the 1860s. Oh, God, Troy is so haunted. <laughs> and it really is. I think I was about maybe about 11 or 12. And I hear my mother going, oh, Bill, you're crazy. And, nah, you, you couldn't have. Is that your father's name? Well, no, it was okay. Bill. Uh, and, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm telling you. So my father wouldn't tell me. My mm. my mom my mom told me everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Your dad thinks he saw a ghost. What? Yeah, a ghost of a woman wearing like eighteen you know, the the nineteenth century dress. Oh, cool. And I went about my day. And then my mother saw. <laughs> oh, I love it. And then my father saw her again. And then my mother saw her again. And I'm like, Why am I not seeing How come her? I ain't seeing nothing? <laughs> Until one day I'm sitting in my, my bedroom, just minding my own business, watching TV. And the way the doors were set, I saw somebody, something, walk into the front room. Mom, is that you? <laughs> Because it was a woman shape. Mm -hmm. No. I go, where are you? I'm in the kitchen, which is the other way. Mm. Well, guess what? <laughs> guess you who finally I saw. saw her. My father was sitting with her, too. He goes, well, it's about time you saw her. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I love that. Oh, but, my God. But, yeah, then we had the experience with... Anyway, this is a really funny story. Uh, my brother, my oldest brother at the time... Uh, was in the process of getting divorced. So he moved in with my 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 next older brother, the middle brother. I'm the baby, believe it or not. <laughs> um and I remember my 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 brother, my middle brother telling my God, you know, since his name was Bill too, since Bill's been here, he's been a klutz. He's he's like broke he broke the the bar in the bathroom to the towel rack, and I was like, <laughs> "He's going on about you know this." <clears throat> so we, we we go down for a visit, and my brother Bill goes, "Hey," to my father, "You you want this old Ouija board?" Oh jeez! Oh boy! My father's like, "Sure." <laughs> I don't know nothing. I've never had an experience with this this thing called the Ouija board. Oh, that's hysterical! Oh, it gets better. Gets better, gets better. So, you know, we got about a two-hour trip. You know, my my brother, when he was my middle brother, is the one who passed. He lived down in White Plains. He was a police officer there for twenty years, and um, so <laughs> my father puts the Ouija board in the back of the in the trunk of the car, and we have our visit, and we go tooling back up the road to to good old Troy, and uh, we get about halfway there, and all of a sudden the car's going. Pop, 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 Oh, no. <laughs> so we had a little bump of your, you know. What happened was, is also on the, uh, a couple of the spark wires uh, at the time, you know, mm -hmm. short-circuited a bit. Um, I'm dating myself now because cars don't even have yeah. those things anymore. <laughs> <They don't. laughs> um, oh, so me. my father's like, oh, you know, I got to figure out what's going on with the car. He takes the Ouija board, puts it on top of the refrigerator, goes downstairs. He's down there for about 20 minutes, comes upstairs. I need a beer. Opens up the fridge. He goes, fridge ain't working. Oh, so whatever oh, the Ouija board boy. was, it broke it. It's draining the energy. So then he picked up the Ouija board, stuck it behind his chair. His, he had a rocking chair in the, in the, in the, uh, in the living room. So he, he gets the, the, the frozen food packed into the coolers and stuff like that. So now he's been he's been putzing around now for about an hour and a half home. Finally, he sits down in his chair and he had a hearing aid because he was in World War II, so he had some some hearing loss. And he goes to adjust his hearing aid and it breaks in his three pieces. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! He turned around, he looked down, he goes, points at me, he goes, "Get this effing Ouija board out of the house." <laughs> so I pick it up. Uh oh. I'm walking back, and there's a. I lived on a big, pretty big piece of property, um, so I walked over. There was a bunch of mounds of dirt that they, they had dumped some fill in, but then there was a pond that was all frozen. I'm gonna go over there. I was just chucking on the pond, and I go walking over there, and I swear I heard something call my name. 
which oh. I'm oh, really spooky. Yeah. Right. I'm like, so, so I just <laughs> throw it out in the pond and I boogie back home. About three nights later, I see an ambulance going back to the pond. Oh, no. And they're picking somebody up. Yeah, it was one of my schoolmates saw the planchette on the Ouija board, was kicking around like a hockey puck, and he slipped and broke his ankle. <gasps> Get out of town. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> These scouts going to pick up a Ouija board you, in my home tonight. You cannot, <laughs> so you asked me when that's the first time I've ever encountered evil? That mm. is it. Oh, my gosh. You cannot have that much coincidence. No. No, no way. It's just, it's uncanny, and that's why. Again, uh, for only, our listeners out there, do not use a Ouija board if you do not know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Only up, only up until recently have I, in fact, only only recently have I been around the use of a Ouija board. That was just when we went to Hinsdale, we decided to use the Ouija board. And you know what's a really part of the French, the effed up thing about that was? Is the minute I walked in the, the room, the planchette started pointing at me. Oh, you're like, no, <laughs> stop looking at me. <laughs> and I did. I walked over there. Oh, well, has anybody ever used dowsing rods uh, around you? Jack. Oh. <laughs> but, but no, they didn't. No, and I walked back and. No, man. <laughs> wow. Not your favorite tool. But I tried to use it, nothing. And that doesn't wow. surprise me either because I'm a demonologist. Right, they're not going to mess yeah. with you. They're not going to talk with you. Did you have to get licensed to become a demonologist? No, there's no such license. Oh, okay. I did. Well, no, I think there is on the internet. But I just uh, uh, like you could take a course in in that and then be a well, licensed. You could, you, you, well, a certified, certified. A certified demonologist. No, I, I I come from the school of hard knocks. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> or or. or in the in the case of uh, you know uh, you know cold holy water as a school of cold holy water he's on a mission for actually, God. Actually, I, right. I was I was a fire department chaplain many years ago, and I used oh. to do I used to do all the little invocations and benedictions mm -hmm. and you know say the prayers at the funerals and Memorial Day laying the wreaths and stuff like that. And they say once a holy man, always a holy man. Absolutely. And uh, one of the one of the very first times I started uh, trying to flex a little bit. Of what you know, where I was headed uh, was this old no-tell motel that had closed down, <laughs> and there had been a guy that had gotten run over by a car out in front. And Oops. a lot of times, uh, when the place was open, the sex offenders would would be housed yeah. in there. It was like really, so we're we're in there, and we were doing a spirit box, like and and people were getting scratched and burned. Felt like they were getting burned. <sighs> And uh, I didn't realize it, but the person who had taken us out there, uh, uh, he was in another group, had made the exclamation, and this is why I, I shake my head why some certain people should not be doing this, because he was a very angry person at the time, I suppose. And he said, he goes, show me a sign of your presence or I'm going to burn this place down. Oh, my gosh. And that set it off. In wow. a very negative way. And when I walked in, people were getting all affected. I had a bottle of holy water with me. I was like, I went up to the spirit box, and I, I don't back down. I don't like bullies. Mm -hmm. So I said, do you know who I yeah. am? And the thing said, priest. Oh. And only a couple of people knew I was a fire department chaplain. And they just looked and went, oh. I said, that's right. You know what's going to happen. So anyway, I blessed everybody there. With the exception of a couple of people that didn't want the blessing for whatever reason. I mm, thought that was kind of odd. Hold on to that well, I thought that was kind of odd. So one woman in particular um, had uh, the next day her chicken coop burned down. Ooh. Burned down in a fire. You never hear of chicken coops burning. Um, but, but, you know, here's the other thing. Uh, the time after that, she was in partial possession. Oh. When I saw her, she, she walked in the room acting normal until she saw me. Interesting. And, and then it kind of, you called uh, it out. And then she was like, and you know, you talk to her to this day because eventually I had to do an exorcism. An exorcism. Got her. it. Years later, years later, I'd been following her. Um, but if you talk to her today, she doesn't remember that. I don't remember at all. Wow! Yeah, she didn't. Ha she doesn't. It wasn't her memory. I said a lot of that during this episode. Wow! But but, but here, here's the thing, <laughs> right? I That's have I, I have seen a couple of people in exorcism mode. Yeah. 
uh, or in possession mode, mm-hmm. um, where they're completely. They're yes. not there anymore. And, Agreed. And uh, I can tell automatically. They're yeah, not. Their eyes are black. Their eye. I've mm-hmm. seen the eyes. Not the entire eye, but the pupils are completely dilated. Are completely yeah. dilated. And they act like they have no affect, like yeah. when they have it when they're well, under possession. Well, I mean, the very first time I was there, uh, the first time I was at the point where I saw this, uh, the person possessed was laughing. Oh, <laughs> good Lord, that's like a scary movie. And, and, and it was looking at me going, Father, <gasps> Father, <laughs> Father. I'm getting chills. You're just talking about it. Now, what, what I try to tell oh, my gosh. people that if I'm doing an exorcism, I said, if you hear something, you say it out. Say it out loud. Yeah. Say it out loud because they're in partial possession. They can hear. And then there's always a point where they go into this little thing where they go into complete possession. Mm-hmm. And then usually that's when it releases. Um, and it's very interesting. And I've been called all sorts of names. <laughs> and I, you know, now I... Me too, but it has nothing to do <laughs> with that. I get called story. names all the time, oh, especially oh, when yeah. I drive. Um, all the time. Um, but, you know, the last, I think, two times we've actually gotten a name. Oh. And oh, once, wow. once you got the name... All over. Yeah, they're done. Oh my god! I, you know, uh, and it was kind of funny because the last one I did when when it came out, it, w- it was calling me names. Wow! I ain't leaving. She's mine. I ain't leaving. F you, you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, you know, and getting towards the thing, and it started to weaken. But I was at the end. So what happens is you got to start over. Mm. You just keep on. So what I did was I went to my 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 one verse I go to and I. And uh, where I'm commanding to get out, and finally, I, and finally, it yelled out its name. Ah. And Ooh. then I started changing it. Instead of saying "I, I command you," I command. Right. The name. And yeah. the, the name. name. And the name. And the name. And the name of, you know, I command you. So. And once so. you tag it, you have the and, power. And then all of a sudden, it was just amazing because it's like. She's like, Austin, her open eyes, she goes, it's screaming. Mm. And then all of a sudden, she just went, and you can just see her just. Her whole body go limp, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they do seem rigid. And guess what? She's been fine since. But now, but, and truthfully, that was a redo of the Bell's Palsy one because we did the deliverance there. Oh, okay. She moved. Oh yeah, and when There's she still... moved, it left the protection of what I put on that place. So it went back after. That makes a ton so of sense. So this time, this time I turned around and I just did an exorcism on her. Yep. So no matter where she goes, she's safe. Bless the house again. We always do the house blessing afterwards. Uh, it's important to holy clear water, everything. The prayer, car. frankincense, <laughs> and myrrh. Boom. Um, I could talk to you all night. Um, have you dreamt about it afterwards? Do you see them afterwards in your dream? Like, um, no? no? Okay. Not at all. That's usually your indicator. That's my thing. She's on the phone with me. I'm, <laughs> well, I'll dream of them after I've cleared them from a location or a person, and I seem to be, and I sleep like, normally, I sleep like a rock. My kids will be like, they come in, they make sure I'm alive. I fall asleep on my back, and I'm out. Yep. Well, psychics are especially at risk. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like if a psychic can't shut their stuff off, I won't let them in on a demonic case. First three years I was doing this professionally, um, from about 2006 to 2009, I had a, like, uh, somebody kept saying, one client kept saying, you need more balance. You need to be balanced. Really what I needed was more like protection, even though I, I thought I was clearing myself, I was taking on way too much. And I wound up in that, that year to two, 2009, I had, oh God, I had like four surgeries in a row. And it was like everything in my body shutting like down, like, nope, I'm going to have to get rid of the gallbladder, thyroid. And, and it later on finding out it was that accumulation of that negative mm-hmm. energy in the yeah. body. And, uh, I, like I said, you get this demonic residue. Right, exactly, exactly. And if you let it build, it can get, you know, me, it, it just affects me in different, you know, maladies. You know, I I remember going to a, uh, well, uh, the uh, 
old Mount Ida Cemetery in Troy. Oh my gosh, I know that cemetery. And there, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a crypt in the back, and I felt something touch me. Oh, right down by the, the water, water there? there. Yep. I felt something touch me the next day. I had a huge ball in the back of my head. Wow. And, I know and then my And then my whole <laughs> arm was covered like a leopard. I got hives Spots. for nothing. I'm like, I had a jacket on. I get hives. Crazy. Yeah, it was It was just some really, you know, and the doctor, I the first time I went to Hinsdale, I, I think I was probably followed by the same, or the demonic can talk to one another. Yeah, so they right? communicate, yep. I came back from Hinsdale. I had, this time I had two uh, sebaceous cysts, one under each arm. And the doctor, Ooh, the doctor like went, plague. how? Okay, I can understand under one, <laughs> but how the hell did you get them under both? It's interesting you said that they talk to one another mm-hmm. because we've had a, an experience where I had one at, and I've talked about it many times on here, Professor Javis, who spoke oh. in German, yep. yelling at me and you know telling me to get the F out, called me a whore. Months later, we're in Herkimer working with a family who had had the three scratches and the daughters were being bothered. And as I'm talking, the same German man started to talk back to me from the from the equipment. And the equipment. I I actually said, so what these guys like like pass notes or something? They all know each other. And every time I say, You're full of shit, I know you're not a demon, whatever. And then it'll say prophet. It always says Oh, it prophet. always says prophet. The, the, the always. Ghost and guardian. Now was it speaking German at all? Oh yep. tons. You guys- and do, so now, do you guys understand German? No, he got a translator so we on the translator that, on and the he machine. had t- recorded it, and it was saying the same thing in German as it was, it was saying in English. English. I would have just turned around and said, "Du deine Hose." See, I can't. So you expect a Deutsch? You speak uh. German, yeah. I, I only know swear words in German. That's how my grandfather taught me. <laughs> I don't know any of that. But anyways, I don't know swear words. Um, but it, it was just, yeah, she's laughing because yeah, I'm the worst funny. one. Was lost, Mr. Robin's Island Vogel. <laughs> Don't get it started because then we'll wind up with it. Oh, my God. Coming again for me. When we had that here. Oh, my God, it's 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah, we got to go. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you so, so much. It's I, been again, amazing. I, we need to have you come back. We'll talk oh, Bigfoot again. Yes. Next yeah. time. Oh, so oh, Nick needs how do, to talk how do to people him. find you to find oh, yeah. out more about where you are? I know you do a lot of public events and sure. and um, things like that. Okay, so I'm going to just rattle off a bunch of websites. The paranormal website, okay, is the extreme is extremeparanormalteam.com, extremeparanormalteam.com. My uh, cryptid website is uh, squatchdetective.com, squatchdtv.com, and my personal page is stevecoles.com. Right, cool. Amazing! Thank you, Thank you so, so much, much time, guys. for coming. I, I literally, I know, I literally just sat here like, wow. I'm wow. sorry. Next time, I'll wear my party hat. <laughs> okay, yeah, please do. <laughs> thank you so much, Steve. Thank you, D. Scott. And thank you, Michelle Lyons-Lido. And thank you, all you guys, for listening. And please, please like us, share our page, and subscribe. And happy Halloween. And happy Halloween. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.